what were the first symptoms that your son started showing uh, for the disorder and like what age range did this appear? It was probably between 2017 and 2018, mm -hmm. um, which put him at seven or eight years old. Okay. And the first things really started appearing at nighttime where all of a sudden, instead of him going to bed the way he was supposed to and had right. been going to bed on his own for a long time, mm -hmm. Suddenly started fighting it, and it would take me two hours to get him into bed at night. And it mm -hmm. was sporadic, and then it would increase, and then it would go away, and then it would come back, and then it would mm -hmm. go away. Like, what did you think was causing his symptoms before, like, the diagnosis? The unfortunate part of David's short life is that he has had some abuse and trauma mm -hmm. um, by someone that really should have been there to protect him and guide him mm -hmm. in growing up to be a young man. And at first, when all of this started, um, the trauma happened at night while I was away at work because I worked overnight. Mm -hmm. And my initial thought and in speaking with people in my family, my mom, things like that was that the nighttime was kind of triggering it. Right. Yeah, that makes even sense. though, even though I was there, like at that point I had changed to a day job. Mm -hmm. We had been out of that situation for a, a long time mm -hmm. and it, we were suspecting that it was just continuing to come up for him. Can you tell me like the story of his diagnosis? Like, So we got the official diagnosis or mm -hmm. suspected diagnosis of ODD actually just this past summer. It was a long time coming. At the beginning of 2019, mm -hmm. there were nights where it would take me three hours to get him into bed and our neighbors would hear him yelling and trying to break things. Mm -hmm. And so it actually took a long time to get the diagnosis or just the words even thrown into the conversation of ODD. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when we did, things really started adding up. Like him wanting to argue about the smallest things, you know, yeah. and me, me just thinking, you know, oh, he's just a kid. It's just this new development stage for him. But then once we got the words, the word association of ODD, mm -hmm. looking back on probably two or three years, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, like yeah. you've been dealing with this in small scale and having these big escalations and then going back to nothing and then small and then just bouncing all over the place for years. I'm just curious, like what types of places, was it only at home like that night when he would display these symptoms or would they happen in other places as well? So it's only at home. For a while, it was really only at night where we would get severe escalations. Mm -hmm. And then it started being during the day where there were safety concerns with me being home alone with him and right. the other kids. Mm -hmm. So it kind of varies, but for the most part, I would say 99% of the time it's only at home. And so like what type of treatment did you guys seek out for this disorder? We've had quite the team mm -hmm. attached to our situation. So we have done, we've been with our therapist who's absolutely wonderful for, um, coming up on two years at the beginning of the year. Okay. And we've seen, we're currently seeing a psychiatrist and a psychologist. Mm -hmm. uh, we have had to have 
two stays in a psychiatric unit okay. um, just for safety concerns mm, for him and us. How would you say that his disorder has been affected since he started treatment? Is doing much, much better. There's a couple of things that we've learned since he's been there mm -hmm. that have allowed us to progress a little bit deeper into his treatment. Um, but like he was just here this morning and uh, we had a couple of moments where it, four months ago, it would have turned into a, a huge, big escalation. Yeah. Like, like you've seen on some of our TikTok videos. Right. Um, but this time it was very different where I was able to parent and say, Hey, this is not okay. You should not be doing this. Um, in this situation, it doesn't matter if you're bored. It doesn't matter if you're angry, mm -hmm. there's no reason for this type of behavior yeah. and be able to, to say that to him. And he initially got attitude right. and was corrected and then he came back and apologized later which four months ago we would probably Amazing. still be fighting. what really stood out to me about your page is that how well you were handling it and responding to him you know because i mean of course my mother doesn't have any any type of training like that so my mom would have just yelled right back and you know escalated it right back like when i see messaged me i i just started crying because you know for a long time my husband and I have felt alone in dealing with what we're dealing with. And, you know, it's kind of like living in an abusive relationship that you don't get to walk away from. And we used to be, I used to be a yeller. Like it's mm -hmm. been a long time coming for me to be that calm. But, yeah. you know, when you reached out, it was kind of validation for why I started sharing yeah, because exactly. I felt so alone. And, and then like overnight, people just started like re reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, I'm going through this too. The community is so big, mm -hmm. but so secretive because yeah. there's this blame the parents mentality. Yeah. It, I believe fullheartedly the saying, it takes a village. It's not just a village to, to me to raise kids. It is a village to support each other and exactly. have respite and venting and all of these things mm -hmm. and you know I feel like a lot of us parents that go through this we hide and we don't talk about it because since it's not a visible thing yeah a lot of the village doesn't know how to help with it and then they get scared of that so it's shocking to me to see that there's not more support not only for this child mental disorder but for all of them you know, like there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of like shame and everything like that. Which so our families have been amazing. Um, on the nights before David, when David was living here, we had a two and a half to three month stint where it was every single night. It was three hours to get him into bed. There was, he would bang on the windows if we put him outside to cool down so that he was our backyards fenced. And so before he was running away, um, we would have him go outside and he would sit out there and calm down for a while that worked. And then he would start coming banging on the windows. And then if he was inside, he would follow us around banging on things. And 
our family really has been the most amazing in coming around us, especially my mom and mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. um, and they just, they have come around us and they would show up at night, like at 8.30 at night um, and, and be here to help us. Or my mother-in-law would be here during the day and my mom has taken him. And honestly, that's kind of the extent aside from our providers of the help that we've had, because yeah. again, it's, I reached out in one of my local mom's groups and mm -hmm. the amount of children, especially since COVID that are coming out with these ODD type behaviors and very destructive concerning behaviors mm -hmm. um, is like a lot. Like I thought for sure there was gonna be like one or two moms that was like, oh, I understand we've gone through that. There was 45 different moms that wow. came up and were like, and that's just in my small community. But as far as like help, with learning, I feel like our options are really limited. What we were told is, well, we can give you this behavioral therapist, mm -hmm. um, but you either make too much money um, and don't have the correct insurance to get something like a wraparound program where they would come into the house and help us figure stuff out. And we had a whole assigned team. You have to be on Medicaid for that. Mm -hmm. We're not on Medicaid. And so we're ineligible for that type of help. We were given one option for a behavioral therapist mm -hmm. and I kind of have an old school mentality. Like I was mm -hmm. raised where you don't get rewards for being bad. I learned that you get good rewards for good behavior and consequences for bad, for bad behavior. behavior. And this behavioral therapist came to me and said, well, when he starts getting escalated and yelling and throwing things, let him watch a TV show as a distraction. And I said, so you mean reward him yeah, for, for his negative behavior? Mm -hmm. And she said, no, 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 we're gonna call it a distraction. I said, well, if you, you can call it a distraction. I'm gonna call it not gonna happen in my house. Right. Um, and at that point we kind of started disagreeing, but that was the only therapist that we were given access to. Support is kind of like take it or leave it. And if you don't yeah. agree with it, then you're looked at badly for not yeah. taking something that you don't have available in talking with healthcare. I think mm -hmm. when it comes to children, I feel like they that is who you need to take care of. Exactly. Children they, they do not deserve, deserve to have certain healthcare or not be, have access to certain healthcare because their because parents their don't parents have yes, money. Exactly. What do you think are some common misconceptions about this disorder? I have a couple. So okay. the very first one is, blaming the parents. Yes. Um, I'm currently, and I haven't really spoken out about this, but I'm writing a book. Oh my gosh. Blame the parents. Okay. Um, so that's probably the biggest one is blaming the parents. Um, we walked into multiple appointments and they said, well, we want you to try this. <gasps> and we went through probably 10 things. And Steven mm -hmm. and I said, we've tried that. We've tried that. We've done it this way. We've done it this way. And and they're just like, we'll try it again. And it's like, you don't understand. Stop telling me to try it again. Um, and then one of the other things I think is a huge, a huge misconception is that this is a scary thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far you delved into the comments section on some of those videos, but some Gosh. of the comments mm -hmm. were heart wrenching. Um, there were comments about abortion and oh 
never should have made it past my pregnancy. There were comments about how someone said, I hope you lock your doors at night, um, like your bedroom door. Uh, Someone else said things like, we'll see you on Dateline. Um, Just these horrible things that people are afraid of what they don't understand. Also, I mean, I also show as well, like regarding disorder, that it's more than just our individual experiences or thoughts. It also has to do with how society tells us to perceive things that are different than us. Like, of course, you know, uh, in group, out group kind of mentality, of course you may, you know, fear different things. But the thing is, that's what needs to stop. That's the habit and the cycle that we need to break. We need to stop the first thing. I mean, of course it's okay to be scared, but it's also okay to learn and try to understand more things. Google is free. (laughs) Google is free. And um, I mean, even when I was first learning about the disorder, I know that disorders are way more complex than simply what the parents did or did not do. I to do some, like I wanted to break these stereotypes. I wanted to educate people that it's okay to learn and change your opinion because I think that's also something that stops people from learning more. They don't want something different. They don't want to have to have this change in mindset, which is yeah, so boring. Life is all about change. Like just. <laughs> Learn it's about growth like come on like let's have some fun with it we're all stuck here we might as well make it easier it's a really a shame that you get such negative comments especially when you're simply just trying to raise awareness and share your experiences the people to come at me as hard as they did and as viciously as they did i think my favorite ones are when people say you need to get help for you and this child and i'm like Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take that into consideration. I appreciate that. How do you think that society could better support families with children who have mental disorders? I think being just being open, which, you know, we've kind of covered it a little bit that people just aren't willing to do that, but break the stigma. Yeah. Breaking the stigma, being open about it and just understanding when a lot of this was going on i was before henry came along um Mm -hmm. i was a full-time working mom i was working like till seven eight o'clock at night i wouldn't get home till right before bedtime then we Mm -hmm. were dealing with these explosions Mm -hmm. and like when i went to work i was miserable i had zero emotional Mm -hmm. currency to spend on anybody not even myself And I kind of got the label of just being a miserable person just because, and a lot of people thought I didn't want to be at my job Mm -hmm. because I hated my job and it had nothing nothing to do. do. I love the job that I had, but I didn't have the ability to, (sighs) to expend myself. I was so just down. And, you know, I guess if there's someone out there that's listening to this right now that knows someone who has a child that is going through a behavioral disorder, just give them grace. And, and if there's someone out there right now that is listening to this, that has a child that is going through a behavioral disorder and feels alone, you're not alone at all. Like, my the community like i said earlier it's so secretive yeah um but 
it's so big and I know this and I know that there's more people out there because before I started sharing about what was going on with us, Mm -hmm. the followers that I had on TikTok was less than 200. In a month and a half or two months, I went from 200 to 16,000 followers. That shows how many people. um, And they're out there and they just don't want to talk about it. And we just need to have this understanding that everybody is going through some stuff. Exactly. Everybody has something. And the day that you choose to smile at a mom in the store who looks run down, you know, you can tell that she's irritated with her kids. Her kids are trying to push buttons, mm-hmm. all of those things. And just a simple smile. I know it's hard in masks. <laughs> like yeah. now we don't get that luxury, but yeah. Just a little bit of grace goes a long ways. Kindness, and some empathy. Yeah, kindness. Like, if you notice that something is happening, like, just take a moment to take it yeah. in and see if there's a way that you can help rather than just walk by. We try and focus on being that family that, yeah. like, yeah. when there's a an elderly person that is trying to load up their car, I will stop. It, yeah. like... I will stop and, and ask them if I can help yeah. them. And if yeah. I can't, then I will wait for their cart. Like yeah. the littlest thing sometimes you just. such a big help. difference. Yeah. And you, it's like a little to us, but can make, mean a world of difference to someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone could learn something from that. And just, I can't imagine how better society would be if we all showed a little bit more kindness and empathy to people that we didn't immediately understand. I, I 100% support that statement. So there's somebody that I follow on TikTok and, mm-hmm. and they said something one day and it really has stuck with me. One of them made this comment one time about watering your roots and it really like, it really, really stuck with me. And basically the premise of what he was saying was somebody's saying something nasty about us or is jealous about us. Mm -hmm. And, um, Ian, the guy who always has like these super deep things to say, Mm -hmm. basically said, well, the reason they're being nasty is because they have root rot. They have something within themselves that they do not like Mm -hmm. that is, yeah, they don't like it, (laughs) that that is really like just rotting their soul and you need to water your own roots before you can spread it to everybody else. And Mm -hmm. don't worry about, you know, how everybody else is going to handle it, but take care of yourself and you'll basically 